Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo GOAT G-O-A-T Acronym Stands for Greatest of All Time As in Spaghetti Sandwiches for Dinner They're my fave Dad You're the GOAT You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same Visit AdoptUSKids.org Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Adopt US Kids and the Ad Council Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets. Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Tuesday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break, fun show so far. You got the podcast at theticketfm.com. Appreciate all the people up early today after the 4th of July. I know it's a, a late night for you guys, partying with you know your beverages and your fireworks. It's been a lively show from the text line. Thank you. And thanks for Chris for calling in, too. Thank you f- to Gus for yes, being Gus here. Gus is here. Um, yeah, Chris. You mentioned Chris. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chris and all the guys at the Baldwin shop, I imagine, are working. Did Chris say he's working today? No, Chris said he's off today. Okay, Chris is at home. Thank you, Chris. if it's a vacation Chris. day or if he's just, uh, if they don't work today. At the Thank Baldwin you, shop. Chris, for weighing in. He follows this, this everything very closely. This expansion discussion continues. And to get into this next topic, I have something. You have a vignette. A vignette. I heard over the weekend, one of the former Nebraska assistants called, oh, it was... The morning I was hungover. It was Saturday. Um, that <laughs> you were hungover um, Saturday morning. Yeah, he called a couple times. I didn't get it, and he said, "Well, are you alive?" And I, in my head, I thought barely, but I'll call you now as I'm getting my grande americano. Uh, <laughs> Did it help out? Yeah, fix um, the problem here. So I have a story idea. I'd never heard this before. By the way, I, it doesn't matter who told me. Mike Eckler is the one who told me. <laughs> there he goes. The story. <laughs> <laughs> well, he don't mind. Um, it was it's a it's a story I'd never heard before, and it and it will lead us into this discussion. It could actually lead us in, into any expansion, Big Ten span, expansion, conference realignment discussion. I had no idea this happened, which is sort of embarrassing. But I've never seen anybody else write it either, so I'm going to write it this week. Here's what happened after the 2009 season. Okay. So 2009, what happened, Jake? Well, Nebraska uh, nearly beat Texas in the Big 12 title game. Then they beat Arizona 33-0 to win the Holiday Bowl. They lost to Texas 13-12 to in a controversial decision. Yeah, to put one second back on the clock. Yeah. And what happened after the season is Tom Osborne, then the AD, mm-hmm. gathered the 10 10- full-time Nebraska football coaches, the head coach and his full-time assistants, in a room, said, we, we need to meet, we need to talk about something. They, that is when Tom told them, broached the idea anyway, of going to the Big Ten and said, I want a show of hands. Okay. 
How many of you would be in favor of leaving the Big 12 and going to the Big 10? This was after the 09 season. After they had nearly won the conference championship. Ten hands raised. Let's get out. In favor. Yeah. Let's get out. Even Bo. Yep. Let's get out. Well, think about how Bo felt about what happened in, in Jerry's world. Sure. Consider Bo's posture after what happened in Jerry's world. Ten hands go up. They all want it out. Osborne, you could call this Osborne's final great call. Because where would Nebraska be right now? Think about the conversations we would be having right now if Nebraska were in the Big 12. Think about the dire nature of those conversations, the anxiety that would be part of those. What's, what's going to happen? Are we just, what, 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 where are we going? I mean, are we going to be left out of this? Like, I, I can, what if you're Iowa State? You know, I have a lot of friends from Kansas State that text me saying, do you, what are we doing? Well, that's they're asking what, myself, I don't know what you guys are doing. That's, they're, they're concerned. They're just like that. They're freaked out. Yeah, that's what it would be now. Think about it. That's In making that call, Tom Osborne knows, you know what? That Oklahoma rivalry probably largely going away. You know, that rivalry with Colorado. Yeah. I mean, you developed a rivalry with Kansas State. Sure. Wave it bye-bye. Bye-bye. Tom had had it with Texas. Texas. Tom had had it, I imagine. I've never, he's never voiced it this way to me, but what happened? They moved the title game down south. They moved the offices to Dallas in the Big 12. There were decisions being made within the conference that were Texas-oriented. And now this, now they get, now they just get jobbed. That's it. That was the last straw. He gathered those coaches and said, who wants to go? They all shot their hands up. That was after they beat Arizona. That was after the season. They had a chance to cool down. Just thought I'd share that. It's interesting. I'm going to write about it this week. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that. That was great. I had no idea. I had no idea that ever happened. So you mentioned that Osborne brings up the point that, hey, we're going to lose these rivalries you have. You, you know, obviously, Texas, Oklahoma, those go away. Colorado goes away. So I'm, I'm curious on that note as we move forward with this expansion or these expansion of super conferences and realignment in college football, are rivalries going to be dead? Or can new rivalries actually develop <laughs> at all within the new era of college football? Is the era of rivalries... Gone. No, it's not gone. Those they're still fading rivalries. away, fading. I mean, they're st- it's fading. What are you worried about? Well, again, which ones the, are you worried the, about? The traditional fan, the, the traditionalist out there, it says, "Hey, we're losing these rivalries." I mean, if the Pac-12 dissipates, there's some rivalries there. The SEC is good for now. They obviously they're, they're adding teams. Those ones shouldn't go away. The Big Ten still has Michigan, Ohio State. The game that's huge. There's still rivalries out there. Auburn, Alabama ain't going away. Right? No. I mean, Notre Dame, USC's not going away. Well, Notre Dame might have to join the conference for that to not go away. If we get to don't a have point, to join the conference. If there's a, a point where you get to 20 teams or so in a conference, it's at 16 now. Mm-hmm. If they get to 20, how many non-conference games can you play in a season if you're USC or anybody? Mm-hmm. That's a good point. 
That's a good point. And do you want to play a marquee one? Do you want to play against somebody that's maybe an easier win? Oklahoma, Texas is still out there. Red River rivalry isn't going away. Yeah, Yeah, Red River rivalry is not going away. There's still rivalries out there. There's enough of them that I don't think it's – that's not a concern of mine. Okay. Can, can new ones? Can new actual rivalries develop? Like, could you see in ten years Ohio State and USC being bitter rivals in the ten, Big ten. years? Ten years. They'll never knock the. You know, they'll never be the Michigan rivalry that's been forever. But can USC Ohio State get on a level of hatred for each other, or is it just going to be well? They don't like each other, but it's not really hatred. Can it crop up that fast? I don't know. I mean, it depends how it goes early. There could be some some controversy that sparks up a rivalry quickly. I get the I got the feeling from Bill Bender the other day when he was on our show, Bill Bender of the Sporting News, that that USC didn't want to play Ohio State all the time. Why would they? I mean, USC already had a strong schedule. Why would you Why would you get Ohio State in there? Yeah, I think it could. That doesn't strike me as one, though, that would, would crop up quickly in the Big Ten. I wonder what that would look. I wonder if USC, could USC-Nebraska become a thing quickly? Nebraska has to do their part of the deal here. they got to be competitive. they got to start winning games and, and actually win some of these. You know, They haven't beat Iowa since 2014, Wisconsin 2012. You can win those games first. I don't – I think you're – there's some misplaced anxiety with your question about rivalries going away. Florida, Florida State's never going away. It's never going away. What if there's a point they can't play each other? When, when, what point would that be? If they if super conferences, well, they'd probably be in the same super conference. If they're in the same super conference, it's not a problem. I'm not worried about this part. There's going to be rivalries in college football. I am not as resistant to this type of change as you might expect me to be. I. I think it's all sort of strange and disconcerting, but once the games start being played, there'll be such an excitement that a lot of your anxiety will go away. That's what I believe. Once the games, like once when 224 comes and USC is playing Nebraska, you're not going to be sitting on your couch thinking, oh, God, what's the next domino to fall? I don't know. Is Notre Dame going to be in this or not? I, I just think, I think you're going we'll to be have, enjoying I think dominoes will have fallen by that Maybe. Time. I don't know. if I mean, Trev Albert said, is there going to be an immediate wave of change? Mm-hmm. There's a lot that works against it. For instance, that ACC media rights deal with those teams, and I don't know why they would have entered into that, by the way. 2036. 2036, and you cannot, Jake, I do not think you can look at that and say, oh, those teams can easily get out of that, bring in the lawyers. As we stated in the 6 o'clock hour, if it were so easy, why why are Oklahoma and Texas not in the big, excuse me, not in the SEC right now? Because they can't. Because the Big 12's GOR, Grant of Rights, with their media partners last through 2024. They can't get out of it. If it's so easy, why are the Sooners and the Longhorns not in the SEC right now? There's complications in all this. A lot of loose ends to tie up. 
It's not loose ends. It's violation of a contract. That's not well, a it's loose not end. Just there's also loose ends out there. You tie yeah, up there's, <laughs> there's that. There's, several, there's a lot of things at play here to change conferences. You know who doesn't? Uh, and I, we can double check this. You know what? I, you know what? I don't think any of the SEC members have are locked into grant of rights deals because none of them want to leave. Now, double check that. But I, right. I was told that by an AD over the weekend. They don't even have grant of rights deals in the SEC because they don't worry about the schools ever leave. Who's leaving the SEC? I don't know why you would. <laughs> Who's leaving the SEC? <laughs> People are joining the SEC. A yeah. and M, Missouri. They all they all want in. I mean, that's sort of a haughty approach, I think, but it's very realistic. Ole Miss going to take off? <laughs> I mean, Wouldn't be very smart. What the hell would they do for that <laughs> for? Um, <laughs> the, uh, Auburn decided to go rogue. We're going to the Big 12. <laughs> Want to join a sinking ship, baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're going to the ACC. Missouri's sitting out there. I wonder about Missouri sometimes in the Big 10. Missouri always makes sense to me going to the Big Ten. It's not getting mentioned much, though. But, but why would they want to leave the SEC, though? Well, how are they doing? How are they doing? They, they had a couple of years they were pretty good with Pinkle. Yeah. How are they doing? They're, they're, Did you ever they're talk about Missouri? The yeah. they, they were a bowl team. Completely lost in the show. Seven, six and six, something like yeah, that. they were a bowl team. Well, they're fine. Lost. They're fine. No, they're not fine. They made a bowl game in the tough SEC. They're fine. I think if you ask Missouri fans, you'd get a lot of people saying, eh, it's, I guess we're okay. I guess we're okay. Where do they want to be? What, Big Ten. You think they want to be? I think some fans. If you talk to most Missouri fans, they'd say we want to go to the Big Ten. I wouldn't be surprised at all. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Now, I wonder how many of them would say is that. Is that because it's easier to win or because it's more of a better region for them? More of a better region. Now, I mentioned Kansas not having a dance partner. That's why, well, that's, I, like Michael DeCourcy of the Sporting News didn't even mention Missouri as being a possible dance partner going into Big Town, Kansas and Missouri. Kansas and Missouri, not dance partners, apparently. Kansas probably would need Notre Dame. I view that as an odd pairing. Well, it's an odd pairing. It's just a pairing by, it just by need. It's just like a marriage by need. There's not a lot of love there. There's nothing that, that there's there's nothing that makes real sense in them joining except for we need each other right now. Mm-hmm. Ninth grade ball, <laughs> ninth grade dance. Yeah, we don't really want to dance, but let's do it. We got to be in with the crowd, yeah, the right crowd, yeah. Um, so let's do it. Four zero two four six four five six eight five. Again, I, I'm curious. Do you believe that actual? New rivalries can develop in college football with all the changes going on. Yes. The answer is yes. And the other answer is why worry about it? There's still going to be a lot of rivalries in any configuration. In any configuration, there's going to be there'll be rivalries that remain enough of them that you probably wouldn't even notice a few that go away. Isn't that the answer? What are you worried about going away? Uh, you know, some of the Pac-12. Ones. Oh, yeah. You really get into those, like don't you? Apple Stanford, Cal. Apple Cup. You all over that. Civil War. <laughs> Stanford, Cal. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you don't give a damn about those. <laughs> I, watched the, I watched the Apple Cup Oh, yeah. When's the last time you watched the Apple Cup? Uh, you know, six years ago. <laughs> <laughs> you won't worry about the Apple Cup. I am. Save the damn Apple Cup. <laughs> You're not worried about rivalries going away because there's going to be enough rivalries that you won't have to worry about any of them going away. There's rivalries. That's the hope. I hope you're right. What do you mean? What's going to happen? I hope you're right. 
the SEC being strong is good. I mean, there's a lot of rivalry games there. Big Ten. Big Ten still well, has it's not going the away. Games. The game's not going away. The game. You think that would go I'm away? I'm glad you're talking me off the ledge here, which is important. It's not going away. Oklahoma, Texas isn't going away. We've got to save the Apple Cup. <laughs> Civil War. Civil War is in grave danger right now. That's significant. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I'm not. I feel for the Pac-12. I feel for the Pac-12 more than the Big 12 because I believe if there's one that you pick that will survive and to a certain extent thrive on a, like a, on a sort of a second-tier way behind the SEC and the Big 10, it's the Big 12. I think the Big 12 is in a better position to poach than the to poach the Pac-12, then the then the Pac-12 is in position to po- poach the Big 12. Fat Phil points out this rivalry that's going to be painful to lose. Okay. Bedlam. Yes. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State is a wonderful rivalry. It is. Is there? Can't you just play it as a non-con? At the end of the season again? It's always like the last game of the season yeah. for them. You yeah. can't do that when you're in a different Fat conference. Fat Phil, you make a great point. That's a huge That's yeah. a huge loss. In it's the state of Oklahoma, that's a rough one. So it's, for college football fans, that's a great one. I love watching Bedlam. I've, I've been to the game before. I went there. It was awesome in Stillwater. I loved it. I'd go again. That was yeah. awesome. That's a loss. Sucks. That's a loss. But, as you said. You still have Red River. Not all gone. You still have Red River. What's the bigger one? Red River. Yeah. Bedlam's great, man. Yeah, Bedlam's good, and that probably is going away. That hurts. There's some that are going away. But there's enough, there's enough that I'm not going to say you won't notice. But I am not, I am not gloom and doom about the potential of mega conferences. It seems inevitable. You know, if you read national writers, they all talk about mega conferences like it's an inevitability that the SEC and the Big Ten are growing to 20-plus teams. <laughs> Mac Ingle. Well, no, it was the actual the former chancellor of LSU, Michael Martin, who said they'll, there'll be two mega conferences. One will be called ESPN and one will, call, will be called Fox. <laughs> that was He said that in hey, 2011. Hey, hey, genius. He said that in 2011. right there. Yeah. Because the TV execs are running this behind the scenes. You asked, who are they? I don't know. We don't know any names. That would be a good project for Pat Forty, one of your favorite sports oh, writers. I love, I love Pat one of your big, fa- big. One of those oh, national yeah. guys. Or maybe maybe I could do it. Who are these I, execs? I prefer you do it. Yeah. Who Not are these TV execs? You want to you put a name and face to it, don't you? I do. Because the TV execs are running the show. They are the czars. College football has czars. Two of them, probably. One at Fox, one at ESPN. Who are they? I don't know. I don't know the names. We don't know the czars. But they are the ones controlling the show. It's based on view like Nebraska. The beauty about Nebraska. Jake, you know what, you know what the beauty of Nebraska is? Trev Alberts talked about this. He goes to these Big Ten meetings and they play these highlight reels from the Big Ten Network and the bowling team had the most watched show 
in Big Ten history. Hell, Nebraska football most watched game. Volleyball most watched game. Basketball most watched. Women's basketball most watched game. You know who knows about that? The Czars. The Czars. Fox. That's why Nebraska would never be in a bad spot. Because the fan base. Because the fan – exactly. The fan base. Right, because the, their numbers are very, very strong yeah. when Nebraska plays, and that, that speaks a lot of volumes here. Think about Nebraska's positioning as opposed to Stanford's. Nebraska has a sellout string that dates to – was it 1961? 1962. 1962? Stanford puts 35,000 people in the stands. Who are you picking? And no one's watching their games. Nebraska's in, in – in, in, On TV. Right. I mean, Nebraska's that, got yeah. the brand that's, power. Again, that's why people would say what, we'd be freaking out if we were in, not in the Big Ten. I, I think they'd be all right. We'd understand someone's going to pick us up, right? Yeah, that's not a bad right. point. Because, it's not like TCU. Because, right, right. The fan base is strong. The viewership's strong. The brand is still – it's 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 battered, but The alumni still base is strong. Right. Uh, I'd still say there'd be a lot of anxiety, Jake, if, if Nebraska weren't in the Big Ten. There come would on, be, there on. would be, because you'd be wondering what's going to happen. I think that you would, you knew you'd be fine though. Someone would pick you up. You're too big of a brand to not be picked up. But sure, hypothetically, yeah, anxiety, sure. But guess what? No anxiety. I have game show anxiety. Well, that's that's in a few minutes here. Mm-hmm. I have not talked to Robin to see if he's around from Fourth of July. Let's assume he is. He was around yesterday. We're, we're going to call Robin, watch it from On3.com, and see if he's available. But if not, we'll roll on. But he's up next, so I think Robin Wash it next on early break in the ticket. (laughs) 